Justin Sheely is a man on a mission. For every step, hike, ride, or run he takes out on the trails, he's looking to leave them cleaner than he found them. He's the trail trash dirtbag, and he's talking about that and the proximity he's seeking to be around other people looking to make a difference in our world. He joins me on this episode of Pick Up the Six Podcast. Justin, welcome to Pick Up the Six Podcast. How are you, man? Hey, man, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. It is a pleasure. Uh, This is one of those awesome blessings of social media connections. And honestly, I feel like we've been sharing more of those than sort of the bad side of this social media thing. I feel like every time I'm coming on here, I'm like, well, you know, I got connected to so-and-so who then got me to this person who got me here. And very similar here. Uh, Our connection probably goes back to a friend of mine named Brad Lord, who got me connected to Jeff Forrester who introduced us to the Mighty Warrior Council, who are doing awesome work, who's got us to you. And so the connection points are real and good, uh, and we're so grateful when they happen that way. So it's good to see you, man. Good to see you. What's going on in your world? We're going to get to know you, man. We're going to talk about (laughs) the trail trash dirtbag that you are. The reason we're talking today is about sort of this, just this life mission you're on, just to be a good person, uh, a good Christian, a good dad, a, a good husband but also leaving this planet a little cleaner, even if that's in and around where you live. And I think it's a neat example. But before all that, that's man, right. just, what's, 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 what's your day like today? All right, so here's, here's what I got going on. Um, you know, I try to get out on the trail in some capacity every single day. And um, lately, I just started turkey hunting. Nice. And uh, that, that's been awesome. You know, I grew up deer hunting and squirrel hunting and all kinds of, you know, this and that, being out in the woods, hiking, backpacking, whatever. And uh, a really good friend of mine, uh, Brian Scott, who runs Red Blooded Outdoors, mm-hmm. took me turkey hunting the other day for the first time. And I just totally fell in love with it. I love being out there. And of course, we picked up trash while we were out there. Um, you know, daily, I'm trying to get out and hit the trail to some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and for for me, I appreciate God's creation and I yeah. love being in God's creation. And some people, uh, some people receive from God in a church or in, you know, listening to a praise band or, or doing this and that, whatever, you know, floats their boat. For me, it's being in God's cathedral, which is the woods, the trail. And that's where I see it. So I'm, I'm drawn to that. That's where I find the most peace. Mm. Um, that, that's where I do, you know, all of my quiet reflection and talking to God. And, and um, it's just a, a really special place for me. So uh, I'm getting out there every day. I'm going to go hit a trail run probably in the rain here in just a little bit. And um, that's outside of, you know, doing the normal dad duties, mm-hmm. work duties husband duties. That's what I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to get out there and sort of spread the word to people to show them, you know, um, every person can do something. Yeah. And it's important that we all try to do something. And those of us that are out there doing something, show people and teach people, um, you know, the, the, the way to do this and the way to approach it. His Instagram handle is trail underscore trash dirtbag. You guys got to go check it out because you can see the journeys that Justin's up to. And what he's talking about is just taking moment, went out in that physical activity, right? Running trails, 
of literally picking up trash. And if you guys remember back a, a few things that, to pull out of that one, our friend Amy Hall, who's been on the show before, will be thrilled to know we've got another turkey hunter on here because that's her sweet spot. And then, you know, we talked to Steve Gonzalez, who's a former Navy SEAL member of Force Blue. And we were talking about all the incredible work that Force Blue is doing. They bring a lot of spec op guys into their world to do ocean conservation. I said, Steve, man, that's all incredible. Not everybody has the time, the resources, the ability to go do what you guys are doing. They're building barrier reefs, all this incredible work. He said, yeah, but what about every time you go to the beach? What about every time you go to a park? What if you take a bag and you spend 10 minutes cleaning up a little bit? Maybe somebody else sees you do that. Maybe they repeat that in their day. You've got people now texting you across your hometown saying like, hey, man, your spot of trail is looking nice. Because you're literally right. just cleaning up as you run. And guys, think about it. Every time you hit a trail or you take a walk, tell me you're not seeing something out there that needs to be picked up. Why'd you start doing that? So, you know, pretty early on um, in, in my life, probably age 10 or 11, I just love being out on the trails in mm -hmm. any capacity. And, you know, my dad always instilled in me when I was growing up, I'd, I'd go work on a, a job site with my dad and he was always like, Hey, let's, let's leave this place cleaner than we found it. Yeah. And that always stuck with me. Um, there's a lot of biblical principle behind that. And, you know, I try to seek that principle out and figure out how to apply it to, to my life every day. So just over the years, I've gone around and as I go do whatever, if I'm mountain biking or trail running or hiking, I'll pick up whatever trash I see. And at some point uh, in my life, I just kept seeing more and more and more. And what I was doing didn't seem like it was having an effect. So honestly, I just ended up being really bitter and pissed off about it all the time. And every mm. time I'd go into the woods, I was just angry. Mm. And um, I had a conversation with my buddy, Chad Wright. And, you know, Chad really drove it home and just said, well, um, you know, right now, you're just an angry person. And that's it. You're not actually doing anything. Uh, about it. You're not trying to use your platform. You're not trying to grow a platform to do anything about it. So I decided. He kind of okay, called I'm, you on I'm, it. Called me out yeah. on it, which is why yeah. I, I, you know, listen, I surround myself with people um, that their first inclination is to call out my BS. Yeah. That's what I love. That's, that, that's called, you know, that's, that's me. called, that's called candor, right? That's called speaking that's right. hard truths with love. It's okay. Absolutely. I can handle it, right? I need it. I thrive off of it. Bring me the candle. That's right. As long as I know you're coming at it from a position of love and care, like that man. hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, you know, really, I, I studied the Bible a little bit and asked a few people. <clears throat> and what I came up with was, um, you know, God calls us to let our light shine so that others can see his glory. Mm -hmm. and so with that, I just started taking pictures of the trash that I put pick up yeah, and I put it on my story on Instagram. And almost immediately, I had people messaging me like, oh, hey, that's cool. Hey, good job. You, you know, hey, awesome. And then a few people started doing that and yep. tagging me in it. And that opened up 
a lot of doors for me to have conversations with these people, um, which I was interested to see, you know, what, what do you think caused this? Why do you think people do this? Um, wh why is it that people think it's okay to go tear up a forest service road in their truck and right. park and dump out, you know, beer cans all over the place? Why is that? And, you know, I, I'm never going to solve this problem. I'm, I'm, I, I equate this problem like, like I look at jujitsu, right? You, you can't master it. Right. You, you just have to stay. You can sure get humble trying, can't you? Man, you can. So what I've come up with is th this problem is people have a broken relationship with creation. And mm. man, you can apply this. If you really look at this one little problem and look at everything else we have going on in, in our society, in our culture, just in America. And, and you know, you can apply it worldwide. Um, people have a broken relationship with creation, um, with relationships, all kinds of stuff. So I want to take this one simple little thing and attempt to try to show people the real way to do this and, uh, and heal some of those broken relationships. This is the same principle as putting your grocery buggy up at the grocery store. Bro, don't it's even no me, don't even get me started. <laughs> Listen, I, it, it drives me crazy. Yeah. Um. So so really, a lot of people started tagging me, and I've had all those conversations. I'm I'm getting a lot of good information and a lot of good input from mm -hmm. really really great people. Meeting really great people that otherwise I wouldn't be able to interact with. I wouldn't be able to have these conversations, and it's you know, could be cultural differences from different people, um, you know, as silly as political differences with different people. Although I, I try not to put like talk about politics or anything right, like that, right. but you know, it bridges a gap and it gives me an opportunity to have conversations with people. Um, and ultimately it's, it's a opportunity for me to bring the gospel to these people and tell them, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah, you're, you're 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 leveraging a thing that you're doing to have longer conversations about deeper subjects. So check this out: two two of one, two of my dear friends and and guys that I consider friends, but also mentors, a guy named Frank and a guy named uh, Dave, and all my F three buddies that listen to this podcast. And we're not an F three podcast per se, but we got a lot of F three things that weave in through my life and what we do here. In fact. There's a copy of the book, Free to Lead, that sort of explains all about that organization. Frank and Dave, better known as Dark Helmet and Dread in the F3 world, used to host a podcast called The 43 Feet. It's a leadership podcast, right? It's about leadership yeah. principles. But they had a, a feature that was called The Pullman. And The Pullman was a part of the show where they would talk about a longstanding vexing problem, and they'd want guys to try to come up with solutions for it. And honestly, it was a lot less about sort of what most of the problems that people would submit more, just getting you thinking outside the box, the shopping cart one was one of them, right? Because every time you go to a stinking grocery store, you're like, how hard is it to either take it back to the front or put it back in the thing? But the point is to get you thinking about what can you do, right? Somebody takes their truck out, dumps a bunch of trash out. And it's not that big of a deal. I'm just one bag. Well, then be the opposite of that. It is a big deal. I'll be the one who cleans that part up and, and start to get it going from there. So I like how you're weaving in. Look, let's just take problems and see if we can't come with our own solutions. Here's the thing. Throwing trash out your window, 
dumping trash on a trail, it's always been illegal. It always will be, right? You can't do that, <laughs> right? You get a ticket for yeah. that. People still do it. So right. if you're not going to be able to overregulate it or put a bunch of laws on it, clearly people don't care. You got to just be part of the solution, which is picking it up. All right, quick pause there. You can't just drop Chad right in the middle of a podcast uh, and just name drop him. I'm going to let you just walk away from it. And so most of our right. listeners probably know who this incredible human is, incredible American Chad Wright. If you guys are Instagram folks and you follow Chad's amazing message, former SEAL, one of the most, I don't know, purpose-driven, faith-driven people I've probably ever seen on the planet. The guy has it dialed in. He's also a madman when it comes to ultra endurance events, 200 miler. He, he, he out, outstands all of them at the mid-state mile. So how'd you get connected to Chad? And it's become a brotherhood. So tell me a little bit about it. Yeah. So Chad and, and really, you know, his brother, Blake, um, and, uh, their, their podcast co-host Chili, uh, they're, they're all amazing people. Um, and so I found Chad on Instagram, just about like everybody else mm -hmm. started following him. And I just really loved what he had to say. Uh, and I found at first, I found some of it, you know, kind of, kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Mm. And when I sat down and thought about it, I was like, okay, uh, maybe this is, this is me needing to look a little deeper into myself. Right. Like, and, is that a uh, him thing or is that a me thing? Well, it was yeah. a me thing. Yeah. And, and I figured that out pretty quick. And, uh, so I just reached out to him and, uh, you know, we ended up getting together. We live pretty close to each other. So I ended up getting together and going and working out with them and, um, you know, have done some of the courses, uh, some of the training courses that the three of seven project puts on. I've done the basic course and the proving grounds, um, and a handful of other things with them. And, you know, man, I'll tell you the, the level of training that they put on, if, if you are, um, if you're trying to figure out how to, how to get around some hard truths about yourself mm -hmm. and how to figure out um, like really how to be a better person. There's, there's no, there's no YouTube video that you can watch that is going to supersede getting receiving the level of training that these men will give you out in the field. Um, and, and I, it's kind of a, you know, kind of a thing where we don't really talk too too much about what goes on in the training but sure. it's better for people sure. to go in and you gotta and, go experience it. just experience it but yeah yep. man i've i've never come out of um any sort of you know leadership type training with what i gained from that and i have a massive amount of respect for those guys um they're doing a lot of work and the thing that they're doing better than anybody else right now is they're creating uh, just the most wonderful community and network of the best people. Yep. And like you said early on in our conversation, talking about social media and, you know, being on Instagram and some people think negatively of it. Well, I was one of those people and I got on Instagram to follow Chad Wright. Um, I think, I think I, maybe I saw him on rich roll and yeah, sure. I, I saw R Rich's podcast and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll get on there. 
I was did not like social media at all. And, you know, I've had a few like negative experiences with just some, you know, uh, trolls on, on Instagram or whatever. Yeah. But I have gotten built so many really awesome relationships with people um, on Instagram, guys like Jeff Forster, Tim Douglas, yep. Chad Blake, yep. um, uh, Cornbread from Red Blooded Outdoors and, and his boys and, and just this massive amount of people. The people that I trained with at the 307 Project, all, all of the different events, they're, they're like family to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've built this really incredible network uh, and it keeps growing. And it's pretty awesome. I love it. It is pretty awesome, man. I um, the schedule didn't work. Jeff and and Tim, uh, Tim Douglas, you're talking about, just finished up one of their Mighty Warrior Council weekends, and these are guys' weekends, and they just do it that way because you need men to be able to lean in and and really hold each other accountable at events like this. Couldn't make it because I was down on the USS Charleston. You guys listened to all the interviews. Anyways, they sent me yeah. a bunch of video clips we threw together a pretty cool sizzle reel from their recent event where they're out in the North Carolina mountains and show you some of it right but you can't you can't see all of it i, I like yeah. how um i'm a big jason mccarthy fan and what they do at go ruck first of all great product great people yep. build an outstanding driven community that supports each other i like the way they do lives around their selection events where they show you a bunch of it but you can't be there for every moment we've done the same thing in the f3 space when we do live events from our grow ruck experiences which are these major 12 to 17 hour you don't get to know how long it's going to be overnight leadership training with a ton of physical activity movements and you get to see some of it, but you don't yeah. get to see all of it because you need the proximity, you need that personal proximity to get close to really experience, but you hope we can leverage this technology to get people at least peeking in on it. Oh, that's something I ought to, I ought to consider. So I think that's the good part. Same thing about our relationship here and what's going to be a budding friendship and brotherhood. I know that based on the yeah. short interactions we've had with each other over the last two weeks. Yeah, that's man. A good thing. God's good in that space. That's it. Yeah. And, um, man, I can't say enough good things about what Tim and Jeff are doing. Yeah. They're, uh, fired up for putting together something really awesome. Yeah. 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 They're, and they're just working their butts off on this thing. I mean, it's amazing. I, I was supposed to go to the, to the men's, the, the men's weekend, but it was my daughter's birthday. So I had to, that's why consent, right. You got to prioritize concentrica. It's got to start right right. there at home and go from there. Hey, let's talk about, because I've had some similar experiences doing physical fitness events and finding some clarity and some ability to connect with the sky cue, the big creator, right? God call it. however, Right. What I found is, you know, we, every year we do this blue Ridge relays, 208, 210 mile relay race from Highland state park, Virginia, all the way down to Asheville. You can run it with 12 man teams. I've run it with six man, six man team in the past. And some of the legs, guys like, what are your favorite legs? I'm like, oh, man, I love the faith legs. Like, what's that? I'm like, they're the super hard legs where you're running on the Blue Ridge Relay by yourself, and it's just you and him. And you get those moments to just lean in. I mean, I get emotional. I've gotten emotional out there involved in this. Tell me about some of your experiences. Yeah, so uh, I do a lot of uh, mountain bike racing, and eventually – I got out of doing shorter cross country races and started getting into doing longer ultra, uh, ultra endurance mountain bike distances. And that evolved into bike packing. Mm. And we started doing bike packing races where 
it's basically anywhere from 200 to, you know, 500 miles is the races that I'm doing. Uh, there's, there's races out there that are much longer. I, I just don't have the time to, I can't take that amount of time off sure. in my schedule to go do them. But, um, you're out there, you're on your own. There's no cheering section. There's no support <laughs> or aid stations. Right. There's no static stops. You're by yourself. You're all alone. If you decide to quit, well, you got to figure out somebody's got to come get you either you're you're somebody in your family, a friend or an ambulance, like they got to haul you out. So um, I, in doing that, you spend a lot of time alone and you spend a lot of time in your head. And anybody that does ultra endurance events understands that the name of the game is in your head. It's, I'd say it's 80% mental, 20% fitness. Because I've seen some dudes that were basically off the couch, but tough as nails mm -hmm. in their mind, and mm -hmm. they had their head on straight when they went into it, and they can finish. Um, so, you know, I've had moments where I would just be exhausted in a severe calorie deficit, severely dehydrated. Um, and I, I know for a fact, one time I was peeing blood, um, just from being so out of whack and dehydrated. And I just stopped, laid down on the ground out in the sunshine and just prayed and asked God, like, you know, I, I don't know if this is what you want me to be doing, but I, I trust that if this is where you want me to be, um, you know, help me to continue going and bring somebody, put somebody in my path that I can bring the gospel to or help or do something. And um, I, I remember one time very distinctly and I was doing a race. It was, um, it was called the Skyway and it's probably two o'clock in the morning, 30 degrees at night and I'm freezing cold, dehydrated. And I stopped and I, I couldn't even hold my water bottles with my hands. I was shaking so bad. And, and I stopped there and, and prayed and asked for that same, you know, give me somebody to help. You know, let, let, me, um, let me ignore what I've got going on so that I can do your work. And sure enough, a, a guy rolled up and he was having similar issues with me. And I was able to just sit there and help him work through it um, and, and do that, get him back going again. And as soon as I did that, it was like a, like a light switch. I got on my bike and I pedaled the last uh, 85 miles out of that race. The last 85 stopping. miles out of that race, not eight. Without stopping. That's incredible, yeah. man. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, really, that was that was God. Like mm -hmm. there was no reasonable explanation why um, I should have been able to go that far that long in, in the state that I was in. So, you know, I give give all the glory to God and um, try to do what I can to to get myself back in those scenarios, because that's where I grow the most is, you know, 
or I, really, I think anybody could grow the most in, in those scenarios. You got to put yourself in the furnace mm-hmm. if if you want to find growth. And so that's that's where I'm at. That's what I'm trying to do. How long Always is it, trying to get back out there. I love it, man. How long does a two two hundred mile pack out ride typically take? Uh, well, it really depends on the terrain. So if if you're in Florida, that's one thing. If you're in, uh, you know, Tennessee, North Carolina, or even somewhere out west where you got a lot of elevation, um, typically, you know, the ones around here in the southeast, if you are, if you're really moving, the leaders are going to finish that in about 18, 19, maybe 20 hours. Yeah. Okay. A little less than a day. Uh, yeah. For those guys. Yeah. And so I think the last one that I did that was a 200 around here, I think I finished it in like 27 hours. Incredible. And that, all right. So that's obviously a no sleep deal, right? What's the furthest distance you've done on one of those? Um, the furthest that I've done without stopping is about 300. And the furthest that I've done with, um, with a, a stop or two in there would be, Maybe a little over 400 miles. How long is the stop? Um, it just depends, really. I think, <laughs> you know, your your conditioning at the moment really really determines mm-hmm. what's going to happen when mm-hmm. you get out there. Um, but I maybe the last one I did that was over 300, and I stopped. I would stop for about 20 to 30 minutes, and basically just stop, get off the bike, lay down, yep. eat as much food as I could really quick, chug some water and lay down and set a timer and sleep for 20, 30 minutes, get up and keep going. But you're, I mean, so you're fully, you're like fully self-contained, right? No crew, nothing, nothing, everything packed nothing. on the bike. So that's the difference between Filtering. one of those, right? And like a 200 mile, most of the 200 mile endurance races is you've got checkpoints. You got most yeah. of those athletes have somebody crewing them. I, I just, I, I think the packed out bike thing is, an, is incredibly cool. I want to look into it more. I want to see it a little bit more. Uh, I want to oh, watch yeah. some um, because that, that idea of like having to have all that with you is just, that's a lot, man. Yeah. It's insane. And you know, you're, you can plan some stops. Like if there's a, you cut through a, a little town or, you know, you go down a road and there's a little gas station down there. Well, you go in and get whatever you need and you have to plan your trip couple out. A couple of them little pies or something. Man, all the oatmeal cream pies they <laughs> yes, got. Sir. Yes, sir. And uh, the biggest bag of potato chips they mm-hmm. got and a couple of Dr. Peppers and some Snickers bars. And this, whatever is where Chad, this is where Chad would get mad at you and be like, all you need is some honey and some tailwind. <laughs> <laughs> like, Man, if they sold tailwind at the gas station, I'd I know, buy it would be great. Dude, but, by the yeah, way, lo- so- love, freaking love tailwind. Love Jeff and those guys. They're an amazing amazing company um they're great yeah love big fans here man when i'll tell you what a testimony to tailwind when i started uh ultra endurance you know cycling i used a different product i'm, I'm mm-hmm. not going to call them out but i used a different product and yep. it would wreck my stomach yep. every single time and i i have not had one single issue with tailwind and i love it yeah i never had any issues 
with stomach getting wrecked, but that's why they call me Iron Gut Jodis. But what I have been able to notice is just the product. What I love about their product, and I'm going to reach back out to them because we had a discount code for their stuff for a while ago. So I'm going to reach back out to those guys over there and see if we can get that reactivated for you guys so you can benefit from it. It's super clean. When you pour it into your drink, you're like, good Lord, that's a lot of powder. It dissolves. It's got the cleanest taste. It's not sticky, gummy. Uh, it's, uh, I, I'm like, I don't know. I ever drink Gatorade anymore. Like, see ya, gone. Uh, yeah. I, I'm with you, man. It, it, and there's some other stuff out there that's good. Sometimes, you know, those, we won't name names, those fizzy ones. I don't mind those because I sometimes I like yeah. a little kick of fizz. But man, when we were doing that BRR on that six-man team and it was two, three in the morning, you don't really want to put much in. You're not really feeling right. it. Cause it's three in the morning and you're like, I gotta go run another eight mile leg. This stinks, <laughs> but their yeah. stuff, their stuff is, it, it works well. Cause it's just, it's clean and light and it gets the job done and it can pack you out for the whole day. I mean, you can go a whole day with just that product. If, yeah. if you're doing the right kind of race, you don't even have to eat. Yeah. Oh yeah. And look, I only have a couple of rules when it comes to nutrition stuff while racing, um, especially the, you know, the drink mixes. It has to taste good when your water is like 105 degrees, <laughs> which point. is going to happen. It's absolutely going to happen, whether you're running or riding a bike or mm-hmm. you're kayaking or whatever. Your water, especially down here in Georgia, you know, oh, yeah. your water is going to be hot. So it's got to taste good hot. And I have to be able to drink it for two, three, or four days in a row without just getting sick of mm-hmm taking that in and I've had that happen where I had to just shut it down and switch to water and I make it to a gas station and I can I can get a Gatorade but I can't carry enough Gatorade on me right. for two more days that's what I'm so saying what it a punch do? man yep yeah man great product totally what have you found uh and what have you learned about yourself in the last few years of of surrounding yourself with proximity to other people that are looking to accelerate? So I'll tell you the number one thing that I figured out is how to put myself in a position for growth. Mm. And that was a big roadblock for me. Um, And especially in the last year or two, I've really focused on surrounding myself with people that had a lot of candor that would mm-hmm. come at me with things and uh, some folks that taught me to focus on the fact that somebody's trying to help you. Uh, you can't do it all on your own and building a team mentality uh, and, and being a leader are critical in all aspects of life. So when I start a relationship with anybody, one of the first things I tell them is, look, please, please, please be honest with me. Um, You know, celebrate with me if we can celebrate and call me out on whatever kind of crap you think I'm doing. And that alone will put you in a position to really, really grow. Um, and I've I've grown a lot and gotten so much out of doing this and coming together with all of these different people. Yep. His name is Justin Sheely. His Instagram handle trail underscore trash underscore dirt bag. 
my gut tells me folks are going to listen and want to go out there and get motivated and get to cleaning. So if they do that, if they're out on the trails, if they're walking a greenway or man, just anywhere around their local area, if they're picking up trash, taking pictures of it, how can they engage with you and share it with you? Yeah. So if you're out there picking up trash uh, and you want to tag me in it, that'd be awesome. Uh, just tag me on Instagram in your story or your post or whatever. Um, and I, I tell everybody this, I read a, <clears throat> I read a really good study and the study said this, if, if someone sees you picking up trash, they're 80% more likely to do it themselves mm -hmm. the next time they encounter that. So take that with you and, and let's multiply this um, and, and just get people to change their mindset on how they react to creation. Um, and let's try to fix some relationships that people have with creation and get them out there, get them to respect it uh, and be able to enjoy it more. Who, who likes seeing trash? Nobody. Um, <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, man. And listen, I, I listened to the episode with Gonzo mm -hmm. and I just thought like, I, I couldn't even sit down and listen to it. I had to stand up and walk around. I was so pumped up and I want to get, I want to get all that trash here on the mainland before it makes its way out to him to the ocean. Yeah. And, you know, it's folks like that that are out there doing that kind of work that that's really what makes the world a better place um, and really inspires people to do good. People don't have to go out and pick up trash. They can they can do anything. Well, open do the door for somebody. Helpful. Open the door for somebody. Yeah, man. Just right. do, Somebody's going to see good. that. That's right. That's right. You want to talk about a guy that is highly motivated, checking those, pick up the six boxes. Mm, that's my man, Justin Sheely here. Service before self. Got it. Strength of purpose. You're hearing it. Community impact. Brother, proud of you, man. And just great to get to know you. Get a chance to chat. Let's stay in touch, okay? Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. Have a great day. Absolutely. His Instagram, trail underscore trash underscore dirtbag. His name is Justin Sheely. I'm Brian Jodison. This has been Pick Up the Six Podcast.